G'day everyone, this is episode 29 of AT3 and we are your Aussie Top 3. My name is Greg, aka Captain Boomerang and as always, I'm joined by my fellow Aussies, little Sherby Stacey Herbert and the stinger Steve Ray. We are back after a little bit of a hiatus, so how are you guys? COVID couldn't keep us away for much longer. <laughs> I am still in the hashtag Novid uh, camp and I would like to remain that way. Yeah, yes. that's <laughs> me too. <laughs> it's like COVID and this, what is it, Wordle or WordPress or Wordle, whatever it is. Oh, Wordle. I think yeah. I'm the only person that hasn't played that. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I didn't even have a clue what it was up until about two days ago. I see people posting stuff and be like, ha look at this. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, well, they're having fun. Uh, yes. did, did you guys watch the Royal Rumble at all? Bits and pieces of it. Yep. It no. didn't sit down and watch it fully, but yeah, I saw bits and pieces. Mm. No, I didn't. Uh, I, was, I was following it on Twitter as people were posting about it. Yeah. Um, which I thought was interesting, and then I ended up watching like a highlights package, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, I um, didn't watch it. I found somebody who was kind enough to stream it on Facebook Live, and I was able to watch it through there. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, and that's why I only saw bits and pieces because sometimes it cut out. Yeah. <laughs> but um, this, from um, what, sorry, you go. I was just saying, from what I saw, the women's rumble was far, far better than the men's. It seemed that way. That seemed to be the yeah. general consensus. Yeah. 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 That's what I heard. This must be the first rumble maybe ever that I haven't watched. Yeah. Um, it doesn't help that I cancelled my WWE Network subscription. Otherwise, I think if I still had it, like I was free, I might have watched it, yeah. but I'm like, I ain't paying fifteen dollars for this. Yeah, <laughs> welcome aboard the cancellation train. That's it. Same. Exactly. Yeah. See, I was a trendsetter. Adrian laughed at yes. me when I was at it. I was like, oh, <laughs> you'll see. It's like, yep. <laughs> but I, I, the only thing I miss about having it because every now and then I see like an ad on YouTube or something, and it's another Stone Cold like Broken Skull sessions with someone. I'm like, oh, I'd like yeah. to watch. I'd like to watch that. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the thing about the Rumble also was no matter how shit the programming was, the Rumble was always fun to watch. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know they used to always, oh, you know, such and such came back, and oh, this happened. Yeah, and, yeah. Mm. Where's the surprise? Who's the surprise entrant going to be? You know? mm. It's yeah. always like a fun sort of event to get like your mates together for and sit yeah. down and watch. That's what I found. Yeah, you can have rumble pools and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I won a signed Uncle Terry uh, figure on a rumble pool a few years ago. Oh. So. Yeah. From who, Greg? From who? Uh, forget it. I forget who it was. Oh, yeah. but, uh, I, yeah. would, um, <laughs> I would I pay money not to win a signed Uncle Terry poster. <laughs> you would? Oh, that's a figure. That's a figure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I would still pay money not to take the figure. <laughs> well, you can, you can pay me some money and I won't give it to you. How about that? Okay. All right. That's, that's a good deal. <laughs> hey, I know, I know that you... You mark Terry too hard to ever give that away. <laughs> <laughs> it's old school Terry, though, if that helps. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why. Probably not. Uh, but the reason we are talking about the Royal Rumble is because today's show is going to be 
sort of about the Royal Rumble, we're going to pick our top three Royal Rumble winners. So as always, we start ladies first. So Stacey, who made the list of your favourite Royal Rumble winners? My God, it's been so long since I've done this. I feel like I've almost forgotten what to do. Uh, so you just pick the same one, one as me, Stacey. That's Hulk, what usually Hulk happens. Hogan. Of course. <laughs> Nineteen ninety-one or ninety-two? Which one was? It? Yeah, was it ninety-one or ninety-two when Uncle Terry won? <laughs> which one did you have? <laughs> so my number one pick, but in no particular order, mm-hmm. is Batista. Of course, in two thousand five. Oh, okay. Um, because. I can't remember the date of his second Rumble win right now, but that was just atrocious. Um, I want to say 2012, so, but I'm not sure if that's right. Yeah. That would be a guess. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a good guess. Um, so it's not an easy decision to pick a more deserving winner back in 2005 than Batista and John Cena. Um both men were on the brink of superstardom and were pretty much becoming fan favorites on their respective brands. It was almost like I hate to compare it, but sort of uh, the rock Austin kind of flavor here. Um, And thankfully this, uh, well, I guess 2005 worked out for both men um, as they both went on to win their respective world titles at WrestleMania that year. But um, I think Batista is one of the most deserving and best Rumble winners in 2005 as um, he had one of the best build-ups and one of the best feuds sort of leading up to the Rumble and the mania that followed that, I have ever watched in my years of watching professional wrestling. Um, his feud with Triple H and sort of the breakdown of evolution is absolute perfection. And it really was a slow burn and WWE gave it time. It's something that they're so rare to give anything these days and that is one of the problems with the products these days is they rush things and they just don't let things brew and then pay off you know um and i just think um honestly if cena had won that year he would have been a perfect winner as well but um batista was perfect because it led into that moment um in the lead up to mania where he ends up turning heel on um the remaining two members of evolution triple h and nature um with the major uh, amazing thumbs down moment in the contract signing um where he is making the decision whether to face uh triple h or jbl um at mania that year and also, might I add, is a fantastic sort of bookend moment. It's just overall fantastic storytelling because, as we all know, um, it's, yeah, a perfect bookend moment to when Evolution turns on Orton a couple of months prior. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was a perfect, perfect winner and it was somehow 
like the most perfect happy accident of a finish because for those that don't remember, um, the ending was botched. Um, old mate Dave was meant to win um, as planned, but um, him and Cena went over the top rope and hit the mat precisely the right, like same moment. Like you could watch it back in slow motion precisely the same time. Um, so what happens is when they fail to um, crown a winner, Vince McMahon comes out, proceeds to blow both his quads, <laughs> as you all know, uh, restarts the match, and then Batista goes on to win it. Um, and it's just overall, it's a great rumble moment. Um, there's been so many rumbles in history that it's really hard to make an original and exciting ending. And this mm. definitely achieved that. And um, yeah, just the whole, the lead up to it, the event and the uh, circumstances that happened after just make Batista like a top three winner for me. Yeah, that's probably, I think, if you go back and look at, you know how you go back and look at certain wrestlers' careers and you're like, oh, that's the, like Austin, for instance, you know, where the, you know, like Austin 316 just, you know, says, I just whooped your ass, you know, like that's, you're like, that's it right there. That's the moment where he became a star kind of thing. And, that, and, yeah. and, all that. and Hogan, uh, you know, um beating the iron cheek for the belt and, and the rock you know like when he the, one of the first promos where he dropped you know if you smell what the rock is cooking like that kind of stuff you can sort of pinpoint it and be like oh there we go you know uh sean michaels with you know kicking marty Jannetty through the window all that stuff um yeah boy <laughs> i think that rumble is sort of the like batista was already sort of a big deal but that rumble is what sort of crowned him as a, a true main event talent. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. It's uh, like it was the whole, I think you mentioned it before, that the slow burn of that whole storyline is what made it such a good uh, a good win, I think. Because they were, you know, they were in his ear saying, you know, you go for JBL's title and we'll hold both titles and we'll be unstoppable. And, mm. and then, all, you know, he's like, no, nah, fuck you. And especially, yeah. especially because they already had done that with Randy Orton. So you, uh-huh. where, but it was different because now you've got, like, as as a character, like Batista has seen what happens when you know, like Triple H is threatened by someone else in his little gang. You know what I mean? So it's like he has the almost the benefit of hindsight. So it was like, yeah, of course mm. he's not going to just go along with it because he knows what Triple H will do if he if he's just like, oh, yeah, that's fine. So he he went on the offensive and was like, nope, I'm coming for you. It was like, oh, shit. And, yeah. and, and Triple H did a good job of putting him over as far as like being like, oh, no, like I really don't want to fight Batista, you know, like. Um, yeah. So which was cool. It's um, really satisfying because Triple H pretty much has made a career of one-upping people and outsmarting Mm. his opponents, uh, especially when, you know, he turns heel on someone. But in this instance, Batista was like a step ahead of him in this feud. Um, And just to see him, yeah, just get played is 
just excellent. And um, yeah, it was such a good moment after you see sort of what he did to Orton when Orton captured the title and um, yeah, very, very satisfying payoff. And, and, a, and a rare instance where like, uh, like especially these days with like the 50-50 booking and all that, but even back then, most times in a feud, like either either of the guys was guaranteed to get a win over the other one at some point, you know, like a little bit of back and forth sort of, whether it was in a tag yeah. match on Raw or something, you know, like that kind of thing. Whereas like Triple H didn't beat Batista ever until like they had that match a few years ago, you know, like at, the, at Mania yeah. and they're like, like yeah. when they were both old, but like, it wasn't like, oh, okay, well, Batista's going to, like, Triple H beat him on Raw kind of thing, but then Batista's going to win the big one at Mania and that'll make up for it kind of thing. And then, or, or, or Triple H will cheat in a tag match, like him and Ric Flair will beat Batista and someone else and it's like a sneaky win or something like that, you know. So that it's like, oh, I got to win back on you. It's like, no, like Batista just, every any confrontation or match that they had, like Batista won it, so... Yeah, and then and then Triple H put him over big time by you know dropping the belt to him. So yeah, that's I I hadn't thought of I hadn't thought of that, but um, as a as a pick to be honest, but it yeah it makes all the sense in the world now that you mention it. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a good good pick, Stacey, to um kick things off. Uh, alrighty, yes. Steve. And jump in before. Is this a, this okay. might be the first time in a while, Steve, where you could just have an answer without? Have, I got. I get, I get my own response. It's like fantastic. no one's no one's taken anything from you yet. No, not yet, not yet. <laughs> we'll wait and see what happens. <laughs> um, I, 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 yeah. So I'm going back in time to Royal Rumble 1992. Um, yeah. Course. Yeah, uh, for me, look, it was the first and only time that the WWE title's been decided in the Royal Rumble. Um, and like the good thing about it was Uncle Terry didn't win, <laughs> but uh, the whole, the whole ne- premise ne- behind it was nearly, yeah, yeah, nearly, nearly. That's right, nearly. The whole premise behind it was that you know, Hogan was the champion, but um. Flair and um, I think it was Henning was uh, Heenan at the time was saying he should be stripped of the title because he had you know he, he lost to the Undertaker and the un, un, sorry he beat the Undertaker the Undertaker beat him but there was interference involved and it was all employed by Ric Flair and um, so what they did was Jack Tunney who was a president at the time decided that uh, the Royal Rumble will, the winner will be the uh, WWF heavyweight champion. Um, and what came basically, it came down to um, Ric Flair and um, Sid Justice, I think he was called at the time, yeah. um, in the ring. And um, and Uncle Terry had a bit of a hill moment there where he'd already been eliminated. He did. And he got he his, reached up. Got yeah, his, got his shitty pants on. Yeah. Yeah. He reached <laughs> up to shake Sid, Sid Justice's hand, but uh, decided to start pulling him over the ropes. And then Ric Flair come along and just hoisted him over the ropes and became the WWF champ. Yeah. Um, but for me, I think because um, it's probably the whole oh, like I've, I've obviously watched the Royal Rumbles, but that was probably the first one I actually watched and, and remembered. 
mm-hmm. um, but also having Ric Flair win the title was I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, and I think the the promo afterwards as well. Yeah, uh, yep. where he's in the back with yeah Heenan and, and Kurt Hennig yep. and all that. There was any it wasn't just like Ric Flair's your winner and the champ like credits. It was yeah, and they sort of hung around and then backstage and then Flair got to cut like one of his probably I guess I would think of 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 Flair as far as Flair promos go. I mean, there's so many good ones, but that would have to be up there as you know like. Like if we did an Aussie top three of Ric Flair promos, like that would yeah, that would be up there. that would have to be in there somewhere, I would think. Just yeah, because definitely. It, he talks about basically having been the man, like everywhere, kind of thing. You know, for years yep. and years, and now he's finally in the WWF, and now he's he's the man there as well, kind of thing. So yeah, that was and cool. he went in at number went in at number three as well. Yeah, so he was in there for a long time. Yeah, and, and the commentators um, kept bringing keep. If you watch that back, the commentators keep bringing it up. Like Flair's been in there for yes. thirty minutes, and that's like oh, yeah. forty two minutes for Flair now. And it's like they keep yep. bringing up how like you know is that because Heenan was on commentary? Uh, it might. I be. think Bobby Heenan was on commentary, and I think that that was why because he was you know doing his heel shtick about how Ric Flair's the real world's champion. Mm. Yeah, but also, um, doing research into this, I found out that Ric Flair didn't know he was winning it till the day of the Royal Rumble when he turned up at the arena. Hmm. Wow, that seems like a bit of a common thing now. Now that more like you know, stories of uh, that get out and stuff like that, like there's, there's cases where, yeah, they don't know the some of the some of the, the recent years, I think they've only found out like as they were sort of going out, it's like, oh, by the way, yeah, you're winning. Yep. Oh, okay. So, because, you know, and even this year, apparently, like, not so much, I think Brock Lesnar was pretty much set in stone to, to win, but for all the shit going on now, they're talking about Shane McMahon and all this stuff, like, it seems like they've, that rumble, that Royal Rumble changed, you know, five or six times during the course of that day, apart from the fact yeah. that Brock was going to win it. So, I think Riddle, Riddle was supposed to win it at one stage, too. Yeah, I think he I think was brought dodged. up, I think Big E and AJ was brought up, so... Uh, yeah, yeah. I would just keep it. Just keeps the marks crying that Brock Lesnar's still on top. You know, yeah, it works right. well yeah. for me. I'm, yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah, it's like oh, why do they keep pushing Brock Lesnar? It's like, hey, because he's over, and and he's believable <laughs> as a fucking beast. You yeah. know, like, mm. it's like yeah. if I like Big E, but he's not as over as you think he is. So, no, you, know. you take the mic out of his hand, and he's not. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I that was I had I had Ric Flair, um, yeah, as well because I mean, I, I, to me it was a given. It was just like, yep, that's sort of the first yeah. one, really. Um, well, f- for me, it, that was the very first thing I thought of when we said we were doing this topic. That just came straight to my head. Yeah, same. I was just like, well, I probably have to pick Flair, but uh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll have a look and see what else I could find, and then it was like, oh, no, I still got to stick with Flair. Um, yeah, but. Uh, but what about you, Stace? Like, as far as that rumble goes, like we said, we know that you you weren't sort of probably watching around that time as much. You know, like as far as She's like, not, yeah, your, your classic era for you is obviously like your attitude era and stuff like that. So yeah, pretty you- much. Um, you know, I was um, exposed to some wrestling around that time, but the wrestling I was exposed to was whatever I guess VHS tape we were given (laughs) as kids so I um, never saw that rumble and when I was doing 
my research for this show. I kind of wish I had the network because, um, you know, when I was sort of YouTubing Rumble Wins and um, compilation all the winners, like everything kept coming back to Ric Flair 92. Um, and oh, really? Not, wow. Yeah, not just him winning the Rumble, but people saying it's, one of the best rumbles overall yeah um, it's pretty so. much it's pretty much regarded in general i think as the best match like the best rumble match uh by most people i think as far as like the old the old school style of raw rumble matches anyway you know what i mean like yeah th- there's been other ones obviously though oh that was a good one that was a good one but i think yeah as far as the the overall match as a whole, I think 92 tends to be on most people's, um, like, the top of their lists. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think, well, when you see, like, the footage of Flair in that match and stuff, Stacey, like, do you mm-hmm. sort of, what do you think, like, oh, I sort of, I don't know, I get it now. Like, I see why he was a big deal. Because, like, when you sort of, when Flair sort of would have come into WWE, he, I guess, for you, would have been like, "Who is this old man?" <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like he sort of was always kind of old. Um, yeah. Where, but I think, I think now, if I look at that '92 match, he's probably about my age now. So. <laughs> yeah, he, like, he, also, oh, he, no. he always looks old, but he wasn't, you know. Mm. Yeah. Because always, what is he now? Like seventy something. So thirty years mm. ago, he would have been about. Yeah, he would have been about early 40s 42 43 so yeah so i mean any hell of a lot fitter than i am i'll tell you that right now yeah um and i didn't you know have my back broken in a plane crash either so <laughs> like he did very true yeah. um but yeah do you do, does that match or does that the match or the promo afterwards kind of help i don't know like solidify flair as like one of the all-time greats for you or is it just sort of like oh this was one of those older guys no not really i mean for me i guess when i think of flair being one of the all-time greats i just think of you know his world heavyweight title reigns um but it's hard for me with the rumble because i can't sort of pick him as a deserving winner of, you know, a couple of seconds because um, a part of what makes a deserving winner to me is watching their journey sort of the year or a couple of months sort of before the Rumble, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm not too familiar with what Flair was sort of doing at that time in his mm-hmm. career. Yeah, I, yeah, I think was- that, I think that story was more just the fact that like it was like Ric Flair finally in the WWF, you know what I mean? And the he's fact the that he's t- won the title. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that they, like they, he won the rumble. Like it, like nowadays, like how many guys like Booker T, Scott Steiner, Diamond Dallas Page, like brought all the WCW guys in and just buried them. Yeah. You know? But back then it was like, well, it's Flair. He's a big deal. We should treat him like a big deal. And, and they did. Yes. So I think that was yeah. sort of the big, um, like that that's part of the the grandeur of that whole run as well i think is the fact that they didn't just bring in the the wcw nwa guy and just crush him and be like see hogan beat him in two minutes our guy's the best because he's wwf you know it was like oh shit so 
but that that was before WCW was like WCW too. So he was mm. like he was the king of the territories, I guess. He was the best non WWE wrestler mm. ever at the time, and for him to yeah. come across to WW sorry WWF and and hold that title, it sort of uh, solidified him as one of the greatest. Yeah, it would have been like. I don't know the Monday Night Wars, like if like Austin going to WCW or something, you yeah. know, like right in the you know, like in ninety yeah. ninety eight or something like that, it'd be like oh shit, you know. Um, but yeah, um, but no, that, that's a good pick, obviously, Steve. I like I said I had I had Flair for pretty much all the same reasons, um, yeah. but I'll jump to my second pick, which is two thousand and two. Uh, and the the comeback of Triple H. Like, oh, yeah. We kind of give Triple H a lot of shit on the show. <laughs> you know, like we say the reign <laughs> of terror. Golden shovel. Yeah, that's right. The shovel and, and the reign of terror where it's like nobody sort of, you know, like, no, it's my title. You can't have it um, for, you know, probably three or four years pretty much. But yeah. I think the fact that when Triple H did his quad and was injured, he was sort of, you know, like a major heel and, you know, was putting over guys like Jericho and and Mr. Black, um, huh. you know, like in the, <laughs> the tag team matches um, <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and then because he did his quad, he was out for like, what was it, like eight months or nine months or something like that, mm. and then came back. Uh-huh. And that's one of the biggest like return pops, you know, ever oh, really yep. uh, when it, when, it, when he came back to rule that time. And then, and then as well, it was like, holy shit, like he's huge. Um, and at, to come back as a baby face like that, I think that sort of really, it, it showed a different side because he'd, he'd been a baby face before, but not to the degree that he was, you know, where he was the game. You know, like we hadn't seen the the game as a baby face. You know, it was yeah, it was D. We he was facing DX for a little while and stuff like that. But it was you know he was goofy and sort of funny and, and all that. But whereas this is intense. Triple H with the water is spitting and you know it's the denim the denim jacket under over your leather jacket and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I just think like that. Not only is that is like him winning the 2002 Royal Rumble like the perfect comeback, but I think I liked I really liked the way it was done as well, um, because up until the Rumble, uh, Triple H had basically been in sort of a feud with Kurt Angle, and um, I think to to have Angle as the last guy that he threw out was sort of like the perfect cap to the return of Triple H, you know, and now he's going yeah. forward to face, you know, the undisputed champion in Jericho kind of thing. So, um, yeah. but, and I think the way that, the, like I said, I, I might be a bit biased as well because I I also personally like that rumble as like one of my favourite rumbles if I had to pick a match kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Mainly because it brought it brought a lot of people back. Like, like Goldust returned in that in that Rumble. Yeah. Uh, and one of my all time favorites, like Mister Perfect, 
yeah. came back in that rumble. Mm, and that was good. Mr. Perfect made it to not only the final four with Triple H, Steve Austin, and Kurt Angle. He made it to the final three after yep. Angle eliminated uh, Stone Cold. So that was, I thought it was cool because then you had Triple H and Kurt Angle who have already been feuding, but now you've got Mr. Perfect in the mix. And it was like, no one really thought he was going to win, but it was like, this maybe is, this, and this is fresh and new. You know what I mean? Like we haven't seen yeah. like Kurt Angle and Kurt Henning have never fought each other before. Like Kurt Angle probably had a match with Triple H back in the day, but not, not yeah. this, not this Triple H, you know? And so I like the fact that they sort of used a returning character like Mr. Perfect to, to no, it wasn't just like, look, he's back and he's out. You know, it was, yeah. Yeah. He, he, he got a decent run. And I think just having, yeah, Triple H, that, that sort of the, the, the comeback on Raw and then to win the Rumble, I, I, I thought that was just a, a, a good moment and it really sort of established. Um, it, it helped. He was a big star before, but the, that return, I think, helped him even more than, than if he hadn't ever gone away. Like you needed to almost give people a chance to miss him. And then yeah. he came back huge as, as a massive star. So, well, huge, huge on the roids as well. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he would have hit the heights that he did in later years if he hadn't had that court injury and then come back and won the rumble. No, which is weird I don't to think say. he would have. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, that uh, very nearly made my list too. That rumble, I, mm. I, I like that one too. But. Uh, yeah, look, I, I really, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Kurt Henning as well because that's, yeah, for me, that was awesome to see him come back. But, um, yeah, once again, it was a, a not as slow burn as the Batista one, but, you know, you, you talk, obviously he was out injured, but then he comes back, wins the Rumble, and it was a slow slow burn over a couple of months for him to actually, um, you know, win the title. But it, it just goes to show how good he was got, leaving as a, as a, a heel and coming back and getting the biggest, one of the biggest pops ever. Mm. And straight away, he's a baby face. Oh, you know? I, I wonder if it helped as well that he was out injured while all the invasion stuff was happening. Yeah, as well, true. As well. Yeah. So I don't very know, true. a lot of people would have been like, Oh yeah, it's cool seeing like the rock fight. Booker T and seeing, you know, um, Steve Austin versus Rob Van Dam and stuff like that. But like, oh, what if you had Triple H in there fighting Diamond Ellis Page or, or you know, Taz yeah. or whoever? Like, oh, you know, like, it, I don't know. And I think that sort of got people talking and then it was like, yeah, oh. true. And then, of course, he came back and was like, hey. So, yeah. Yeah. No, good choice. Very good choice. What about you, Stace? Yeah, Did I you, agree. Do you rate? Do you rate, like I said, we give him a lot of shit mm. on the show, but yeah. do, you, do you rate trips uh, in this instance? Yeah, I do because he actually deserved it at the time. Um, yeah. And as we've discussed on previous shows, like his return on Raw was absolutely huge. Um, he was huge figuratively and literally <laughs> um, not just with the enhancement of the double jackets. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a deserving win and a good moment. And it's pretty funny now to say, Oh, Triple H deserved that because he um, didn't deserve 
a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's that's harsh. Like I, I rate Triple H a lot as a wrestler. He worked hard. Um, he was a very hard worker. Like I, I, yeah, yeah, like fucking oath. Yeah. Um, you know, because when we think of Triple H, like in his prime, we think of the reign of terror and just um, him just putting himself over constantly. But yeah. Um, yeah, all jokes aside, like I, I love an opportunity to shit on on Triple H, but um, he deserved it and yeah. it was nice as you said greg to see him sort of on his own as a face um outside of the degeneration x thing and um it's when we sort of like started taking him more seriously as like a main it, event talent it's probably it's probably the only time if you think about it it's probably the only time in his career where he wasn't with someone else like yeah. Very true. Apart, true. apart from the, the Hunter Hearst Helmsley, you know, where it was the the Stephen Regal sort of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. snobby blue blood kind of guy. But, like, he was with Shawn Michaels with DX, you know, and then when Shawn Michaels got hurt, he had the rest of the DX crew around him. And then even then when he sort of broke apart from Road Dog and X-Pac and that, he was still with China for a long time. It was always the corporation. Yeah, that's right. And it was all, but it was always, you know, Triple H and China. They were sort of like together all the time, you know. Um, and then he was then, of course, that all went sour. And then he became, you know, in storyline, like with the new heel Stephanie. Mm. And he was with Stephanie, sort of thing. And then that they, they put him on his own for a little while. And it did work for a while. But then I think, like, as like I said, as good as the comeback was and all that, it did seem to get a bit stale after a few months. And I wonder if it's because he does need that. He does need someone else with him to sort of not enhance him because it's not like he's not talented, but I don't know, like he needs something. And because not too long after that is when we go evolution. And then he's with Ric Flair yeah. and Batista and all that. And of course, then later he's got, um, you know, in the later years, they reformed DX. So he's back with Shawn Michaels. Mm. And, and then the authority. And then the authority, the authority. exactly. And, and, mm. and that. So there's not really, there's not a lot of instances where Triple H is like just Triple H, you know, like where The yeah. Rock was just yeah. The Rock and Austin was just Austin. And, 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 you know, Batista would come out, he's just Batista, or whoever it was. Like Triple has always sort of had like a sidekick or a manager or a gang or something like it's, you know, and but in saying that he's, he's led a lot of those uh, factions as well. So, Oh yeah, exactly. It yeah, works, so, and, it, and it works, but yeah. I think that's the kind of character he is. He's a character yeah. that works with other characters as opposed to just being the lone wolf kind of guy. Yeah. You know? I think that's, you know, the cerebral assassin really suits him. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's good as like part of a team it makes yeah. it an even more dangerous kind of thing. Whereas as a, as an on his own baby face, it did, like I said, all, it was awesome, but it did start to get a bit stale faster than you would expect it to. So, mm. Yeah. Uh, Remind me what year this was again, Greg. Uh, 2002. Yeah. It really like sort of thinking back through, it was sort of the perfect time for Triple H because um Austin goes on to retire like a year later and Rock is not far behind that sort of um, 
getting into Hollywood and everything. So it really was like the perfect time for sort of the Triple H to springboard um, and, you know, because he's not being overshadowed by this like absolutely immense, you know, two stars that coexisted around the same time as him. Yeah, he, he yeah. yeah, and then it got, yeah, he got the spotlight and then it was, you know, he, he held on to it for a while. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but but again, having said that, like we said, we give him a lot of shit, but that evolution reign of terror is it at the time it kind of felt like, oh fuck, like he's he won again, like Jesus. But when he finally yeah. lost it to Batista, like we spoke to spoke about before, it was mm. like, hey, you know, it meant something. Like, you know, when yeah, it wasn't just like dropping the belt, you know, like three or four times in the span of couple of months so it, it it did sort of mean something and so then also because um i don't mean this in a, in a funny way but it, it's it's like hogan in a degree because they put so few people over the people they did put over they got like they were really put over so it was like yeah. he didn't just lose to everyone he lost to a few people and it made him mega stars as opposed yeah. to oh well you win this month i'll win next month and it sort of was <laughs> it, which is kind of what they're doing now with roman reigns yeah. you know where like no one's really beating him mm. and he's been champ for ages and it's like when someone finally beats him and beats him properly and takes that title off him it'll mean something yeah you know. and apparently it could be the rock but you know yeah yeah be interesting to see yeah, what they do. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I who, don't know what they do. Who who's gonna? You know, who, well, The Rock ended the previous longest title reign in twenty five years in Punk, so yeah. he might. Uh, yeah, that's true. Come back and do it to his cousin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, was, so so Triple H two thousand and two was was my well my second yeah. pick, I guess, because we are yeah, right. Had to stick with Flair, um, but Stacey, your second choice mm-hmm. for uh, uh, worthy Royal Rumble winners. <laughs> yep, cool. So I'm moving much more further forward in time for this one, um, and I'm picking a winner of the Women's Rumble, uh, which, as we all know, has not been around very long. Um, but I had to include Becky Lynch in my list of worthy Rumble winners. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So um, as we all know, over the course of late 2018 to early 2019, Becky really hit like uh, sort of Trish Stratus leader levels of um, fame. I feel like she actually, like her stardom completely superseded um, the women's division, in my opinion, because um, even sort of, I, I feel like a lot of the big stars in the women's division, they're sort of con- just contained to that division only. But in 2019, Becky Lynch was legitimately probably the biggest star in the company. And yep. I think that is the only time we could ever say that about a woman in wrestling. Yeah, she was um, definitely she was definitely like the top, 
yeah, top, top draw. Yeah, the top draw and or at least getting the biggest reactions for sure. Yeah, yeah. she was getting and, the biggest reactions. And not like the yeah. sunny sable sort of reactions of like, woo. Like, yeah. you know, it was like, yeah, it was, you know, proper pops, not just like, oh, look at her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was selling like the most merchandise. Um, and the real sort of telling of this is the fact that she became one of the first women to main event at WrestleMania, which is just absolutely huge. Like, yeah, childhood me, um, who's always loved women's wrestling and is rooted for women's wrestling, like, just could not even comprehend that that would ever happen. It just sort of felt like something that was just a dream that, you know, it would never be taken seriously enough to happen. Um, and, yeah, it's it was Survivor Series 2018 um, and the lead-up to it that Becky really grabbed that brass ring, as Vince McMahon would say. Um, and in wrestling, there's so few, like, star defining moments and I know you're gonna listen to that and go what are you talking about there's heaps of star defining moments yeah there's a lot of um guys like Batista and Cena who have become huge stars over the course of time but there's not many star making moments like Austin 316 you know mm, yeah when I say Austin 316 you know exactly what I'm talking about it's yep. his king of the ring speech um and Becky is one of the only wrestlers I can think of in maybe the last 15 years that's had a star making moment and that was when um Nia Jax broke her nose on Fucking Raw. Nia Jax. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, I know we, put, Nia we put Jax. shit on Nia Jax but if she hadn't have been a useless piece of shit in the ring we wouldn't have got <laughs> yeah. Becky. That's right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's we talk true. about happy accidents. It was really a happy accident. So Becky was leading Team SmackDown um, into Team Raw, uh, sorry, onto Raw and against Team Raw that night. And, um, yeah, she gets the shit kicked out of her nose essentially. Not kicked, I think she's punched, but her no- nose is fucked. Um, and... <laughs> She just completely owns it and it's just unbelievable. Like it's, um, yeah, it, it's a really special moment and she became a star that night. And yep. moving forward, like things completely changed for her. And even myself, I never would have picked this, you know, like uh, when it comes to the four horsewomen, I've always been Sasha Banks lady and Becky was always the last one on my radar quite frankly of those four um and I never could predict like the kind of stardom that she reached in that year um but yeah that that is why she is one hell of a deserving rumble winner and it's a great moment in itself um because on that same card, Becky was advertised to face Asuka for mm-hmm. the women's title. So she wasn't scheduled to compete in the Rumble match, um, despite being arguably, well, I would say unarguably, the biggest star of the division. So uh, fast forward to entry 28 of the match, Lana gets injured and Becky ends up taking a spot in the match. And you might be able to say it's predictable. It is 
pretty predictable, I guess, at the time. Um, but it doesn't ruin the moment at all. Oh, the crowd still popped massively. I yeah. remember that. She's talking to Fit Finley and she's like, come on, let me yeah. in, let me in. And he's like, oh, all right. And the crowd just goes nuts. Yeah. yeah. And it, it just doesn't tarnish it at all. And no. like, that's one of the cases where like the predictable finish is not is still like the best finish. You know, yes. like how many movies do you watch? Like, you know, Rocky's going to still be standing in the last round. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, oh, yeah. here we go. Like, yeah, of course. Like, yeah. but that's, you know, that's, that's, you know, like, um, like in the Avengers movies, you know, like you know someone's gonna have to fight Thanos at the end, and all this sort of stuff. You know, like it's they're, they're just yeah. it doesn't mean that it like just because it's quote unquote predictable doesn't mean like oh well we have to do something completely different or it's a shit idea. It's like no, if it's that predictable and people are still popping for it, then you know that it's the mm-hmm. right the right decision because that's yeah the logical story like that's the story you're telling it would be stupid yeah. if it didn't go that way um whereas you know like yes like luke skywalker is gonna fight darth vader at the end you know like it's it, it, of course that's that's what's gonna happen like it's it's that's what it's about um yeah, yeah. but it's funny because yeah becky lynch like you were saying she had that match against um oscar at the start of the pay-per-view she lost that match mm. as well yeah. And that's the thing. It was like, oh, what's going on? So, to to not to, to not only sort of come out of nowhere, but having been like beaten at the start of that of that pay per view, and then come back and win yeah. the whole thing, it was like, yeah, it was cool. It, it 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 yeah, it really did tell a proper story, which was pretty cool. Yeah, it really makes me um, think back to Daniel Bryan. Um, yeah. I, I'm terrible with dates. I can't remember the year, but Daniel Bryan's year, we all know it. Um, yeah. You know, he should have been in that rumble mm. and he yeah. wasn't. And, um, yeah. Poor, the poor sort Ray of, Mysterio getting booed. Yeah, poor <laughs> little Ray. Um, because that's, and, a case, that's a case of where it was like, oh, it's too predictable, so we won't do it. But it was fucked. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Like, this is, this is the opposite of that. It's like, yeah, it's predictable, but that's it's good. That's what people are waiting yes. for. You know? yep. Exactly. History could have repeated itself, but they learned from their mistakes and they did the right thing this time. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, another great thing as well is Becky sort of gets her moment of justice and payback against Nia because she eliminates her to win the match. So yep. just all in all, great moment, deserving wrestler. Um and yeah just uh great lead up like much like batista great lead up toward it and uh what happened after was great as well yeah yeah 100 percent. i could have got to agree yeah. with all that for sure yeah. good choice very good choice um yeah the oh. only thing i didn't like with the aftermath was the fact that they had to put fucking charlotte flair in the match at wrestlemania of course they did. Uh, yeah i i i'm not i wasn't too sort of upset at that because i think that sort of it, it helped because like obviously it had ronda rousey and you know she did pretty well considering she wasn't a quote-unquote wrestler you know yeah but then it all fought like if it was just a one-on-one match it would have all fallen on becky to carry becky. that whole match and yeah. i mean she's good in the ring too but again like you were saying stays like she's not as good as someone as like sasha or, or you know 
Charlotte or even Bailey or, or, or Paige back in the day or AJ, you know, like she doesn't have, mm. she's good in the ring, but she's not like outstanding. And as she outstanding you would have to be to sort of carry a non-wrestler basically like Ronda Rousey through the main event of WrestleMania. Like it's a big, it's a big deal, you know? So I think having Charlotte in it kind of just took a bit of pressure off um, as well. So as much as it sort of seemed a bit like, oh, here we go, like, yeah. Uh, but I, I think, I, I think in the end it was probably for the best. Um, I don't know. We'll, I guess we'll find yeah. out. We'll find out this year when we have a one-on-one match with, uh, yeah, with, with Ronda yeah. and see how that goes. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually looking forward to that. Um, just because, yeah. like, even though Rhonda's just come back from having a baby, like, you know, she still she's got time on her side now, so she's a bit more experienced in the ring. So I'd be keen to sort of see this do over again and see how the match goes this time. You know, I'd love to see it with Hayden. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, oh. like, just to yeah, it's like well, you know have the whole stable together, you know, like just, yeah. Heyman with, although he's not with Brock now, but like they yeah. could have done that back in the day as well with Heyman when he's like, and his UFC team, you know, like, <laughs> you know, that'd be cool. Yeah. It's just another, it's just another like punch in the gut when you see Ronda when she comes out. Cause you think like, man, like, where are you, Roddy? Like, if we just had Piper, yeah. you know, like if he was, oh, oh fuck yeah, if he was that still, if awesome. he was still around, you know, like you could just mm. don't have to just have Piper as her mouthpiece and just to, you know, or a mentor yeah. or just that added like bit of extra, you know, whatever you call it, pizzazz or star power or whatever, and just be like, ah, oh, like it'd be just so fucking good, but. Yeah, it would be awesome, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'd be really fun because, like, we never really saw Roddy as a heel sort of in his last tenor when he was just, yeah. you know, reduced to doing special appearances and Piper's mm. Pit and everything. Um, so it would have been really interesting to see him just sort of be that asshole again. For yeah. sure. Especially yeah. especially then because then you, then you almost got him, like, being that. Uh, like that classic Roddy Piper, but he'd be he'd be antagonizing like all the the, the women wrestlers, you know, like Sasha Banks and and Bailey and Charlotte and whoever else. But then he doesn't have to. Then then it's not awkward of like, whoa, you can't have Roddy Piper fighting, you know, the women. But because mm. he's got Ronda to the fight. Yeah, uh, exactly. So it, it was yeah. So that's uh, one of those things where it's like. Oh. Yeah, would would have been awesome to see, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's probably the one wrestler that when he pops up on the TV, I, I yeah, I get that every time he pops up on something, it's like, oh, like yeah, like yeah. others, it's like, oh, there's Kurt Hennig, yeah, he's dead, and like, oh, Randy, <laughs> you know, like Randy Savage, yeah, yeah, I like Randy Savage, he's awesome, yeah, yeah, but he died, that sucks. Mm. Whereas like yeah. Piper is that genuine, like, oh. I feel that way with Piper, obviously, and um, just some other circumstances of, like, people taken before their time, like a huge one is Eddie. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, see, Eddie's one where I'm like, oh, it's a shame, but I don't sort of go, oh, 
Whereas, yeah. So Eddie, Eddie's, Eddie's my piper for you, I think. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. Um, is he even Flair? When Flair goes, I don't, I don't, like, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Yeah, but, it's not going to be like a, yeah. It's, like it'll be sad, that. but it's like Piper, I don't but, know, something, uh, yeah. something about Piper, like he just had that tragic nature to him his whole life. It was just something, you know, so. Yeah. But anyway. Um, all righty, so Steve, what else you uh, got for uh, Rumble winners? My second one, um, I had two choices here, so I went with uh, the 1996 Royal Rumble. Um, obviously, it's Shawn Michaels' second victory. Mm-hmm. Um, he beats, uh, throws Diesel out uh, last, beats him. Like in the, um, I've chosen this one because it's not just the, the Royal Rumble, but also, you know, he goes on to WrestleMania and uh, wins the world title for the first time. So if you don't get this Rumble win, you don't get that. Um, when he defeated Bret Hart in the... Uh, Iron Man match. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I just obviously Shawn Michaels back. I know we talk about Shawn Michaels had his better matches when he came back from his injury, but I think this Shawn Michaels is, is my favourite, the the brash, cocky, you know, unpredictable Shawn Michaels. And I just, look, I had to put him in here somewhere. He won the Rumble twice. He, um, he went in at number, was it number one the year before? And I think he went in yeah. a bit later on this in this mm. one number 18 um but yeah i just look, i had to have sean michaels in there and this one was a bit more special because of what it led to yeah it, it's um, good because like you said if we didn't if he doesn't win the rumble you don't get the sean michaels bret hart iron man match but then because he beat diesel that then freed up diesel to fight uh taker at rumble yeah which is one yeah. of the better like matches of I'd say not only, well, Kevin Nash's career, but like even Undertaker at WrestleMania, like the Diesel match is one of the better ones, I think. So it's definitely yeah. up there. So obviously it doesn't compare to like the the later years where he was having the, you know, the two years in a row with Shawn Michaels and stuff. But the yeah, that Undertaker-Kevin Nash match is, is still pretty good for two like big dudes. Like it's it's yeah. it's a, it's, a, it's an old school match, but it's, it's, I don't know, it's very underrated, I think. But um. But yeah, Shawn Michaels, ninety-five. You got to, he said. Uh, there was nothing spectacular about the Rumble as such. The one thing I will mention is that it was the first pay-per-view appearance of Steve Austin as the ringmaster, also, <laughs> and um, he actually was supposed to be in the final four, but he fucked up and slipped off the um, off the ring and you know, eliminated himself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, that's a good pick. Um, but I don't know, Stace, would you, like I said, we always talk about Shawn Michaels. He pops up pretty much somewhere yeah, in, every, of in everything. What do you think? What do you think about him winning in '95? Uh, Was it '96? Sorry, '96. '96. He is the AT3 Golden Child, <laughs> and for good reason. Um, I almost picked. Um, HBK's win from was it the year prior or eliminated? Yeah, ninety five. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, just because it's, it's such an iconic moment with the Davy boy foot up on grazing the, ropes. the yeah yeah and the one foot grazing the floor and it kind of like changed the whole 
landscape and sort of rules of the rumble moving forward. Yeah. He kind of like cheated death, have you will. Um, yeah. And I remember that rumble quite clearly. Like I remember like Pamela Anderson being there and yeah. everything. But the only <laughs> thing that um, I guess constituted not making my list was my memory of his sort of build up before then was a bit fuzzy. Mm. Um but yeah, I'm very happy to see our boy get recognized on this show. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm surprised though. I, I thought it would have been yeah, the year before that made the yeah. show. Yeah, just just for me because of what happened after this one. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's why I chose this one. But yeah, like I said, it was it was tough. I, I didn't I wasn't gonna put both in there and I wanted to choose one. So this well, one this one got the nod. What's I know you were meant to go next, Stacey, but I did actually have Shawn Michaels in 95. 95. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll let so I didn't steal <laughs> one of yours. So yeah, yeah. So I'll, you can, uh, I'll let you go uh, last to, um, <laughs> since we're on Shawn Michaels at the moment. I, I went with the HBK in 95 one simply because of the things we've just spoken about. Like he started at number yep. one. No one had ever won the yep. Rumble from number one before. Um like you said, he did the whole, like he got tossed out of the ring, but he held onto the ropes and only one foot touched and then the other foot touched and, oh, no, he's still in. Like that had never really been done before and now it's done to death. So mm. that was cool just to be like, well, that's where that started kind of thing. And I also like the fact that not only did HBK start at number one and win it, but British Bulldog started at number two and he was there oh, at the right. and he was there at the end as well. And of course, yep. you have that whole finish where, like we said, like Bulldog thinks that he's won it, and you know, and Shawn Michaels, you know, pulls himself back up into the ring, and, and of course, eliminates Davy Boy Smith. And isn't uh, Bulldog's yeah. is his music playing as well? At the uh, time? I think it might be. Yeah, I think it was playing. Yeah, because because that I was think a good sell. I think you had some refs like saying like, "Yeah, winner, winner," and, and then and then. The other refs yeah. on the floor being like, no, like that big baseball, you know, like safe like yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And you had Shawn Michaels. And because like you said, at the time, it was just like, well, no, you were either in the ring or you fell out of it. So, yes. um, but yeah, um, that, uh, boy, I had to go with that one as well. So I, I that was one I thought for sure, like, because I, I figured someone would have flair and I thought someone would have mm. HPK 95 because of the that whole thing. But yeah. But, uh, it's iconic like mm. if you um create like a video package of the most memorable rumble moments like that's right up there yeah the well see I, I like to go against the norm and my last pick might um might actually do that yeah, right. okay. um, maybe right. it won't i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so stace who's who's your final yep. pick for uh for rumble winners yeah okay so I'm going to be honest, I, I can't believe I made it this far without this pick getting stolen. And I'm going to surprise you with uh-huh. this one. Um, so my third pick is Mr. Black. Oh, wow. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? We can't get through a whole episode without you stealing one of my picks. 
<laughs> I legitimately thought for a uh, moment you weren't going to pick it because you said I might surprise you and this is the yeah, most predictable yeah. Steve pick. Nah, there is. Uh, yeah, that, that was, I was going to lead with that one, but I thought, no, I'll come home with it because no one else will have it. Wow. That's I gave that. you a chance, yeah. Steve, no, by leaving right. this one last. You're I gave right. you Go a chance. It. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a big call. Like that's a, yeah, contra- like, with that controversial, but yeah, that's a, yep. especially from uh, like, yeah, I expect that kind of shit from Steve, Stacey, but not from, <laughs> not from you. <laughs> Look, I surprised myself as well. Um, when I was doing my research for the show and going through Rumble winners and re-watching Rumble moments and it was really like last minute I decided to revert and go with Benoit because um, it is like when you look at a lineup of Royal Rumble winners from the beginning to now, there's a lot of winners on this list that don't need it. Mm. You know, like there's guys like John Cena who won it twice, uh, Stone Cold who won it twice. And they are much bigger than the Rumble. They're not defined by their Rumble wins. But Chris Benoit is absolutely not. Um, and in my opinion, it might be, um, contra- well, I mean, it is a controversial one. Um, I feel like Chris Benoit is the first underdog to win a Royal Rumble because before then, I'm not going to say all the winners were predictable, but um, it. I guess it seemed very fitting for yeah. most of previous winners. And Benoit in 2004 was a legitimate shock um, amongst like the likes of the talent at the time, like uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angles. And um, I feel like Chris Benoit ran in 2004. I'm uh, sorry, Chris Benoit walked in 2004. So Daniel Bryan, uh, sorry, not Daniel Bryan, like, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, um, Rey Mysterio could run, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of um, led the way and gave opportunities for other underdogs, guys that you might not see as the main event guys, you know, to win the Rumble. And that's why it's special to me. And I was like, you know what, I'm I'm picking this because this was special it was really fucking special at the time and um and in a huge moment here um and yeah what came after it was amazing um it it um it really is like I mentioned Daniel Bryan before and I quickly retracted because I'm like no Bryan hasn't won a rumble but it feels like it because um, Brian went on to obviously beat um, Batista and Orton at WrestleMania. This was almost like a remake of Benoit versus Michaels and Triple H. Like it's really the exact same scenario. And with guys like HBK and Triple H, like they, they're completely established stars. Like they don't need to win at WrestleMania, but Chris Benoit can barely be mentioned in the same conversation. Then it's like, who the fuck is this little guy? Like, yeah. what the fuck is he even doing? Like, what right does he have to be in the ring at the same time as them at WrestleMania, you know? Yeah. And he, he goes on to win it. And obviously, um, Guerrero goes on to beat Angle to win 
in um, the WWE title. And yeah, it was just uh, an amazing moment for, I guess, uh, underdogs. And I think it really um, sort of changed the landscape of the Royal Rumble sort of moving forward and that, you know, it doesn't have to be the biggest star on the roster, you know. It, it, it became more of a, like, uh, 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 by winning the Rumble, it elevated you to stardom as opposed to mm-hmm. you're already a star, so you should win the yep. Royal Rumble kind of thing, yeah. which makes yeah. sense because if Benoit won it in 2004, the very next year is what we spoke about before with Batista where they did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, whereas before it's like Ric Flair's a big star, he should win the Royal Rumble. You know, Shawn Michaels is, I guess at the time he wasn't as big a star. He wasn't as big a star. Yeah, that's right. But, you know, um, you know, Hogan, cool. Well, Hogan won a couple of times. Austin won a couple of times. You know, it's like, well, yeah. So The Rock, well, The Rock's got to win at some point, and he did, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I will go on to say, as you're probably aware, I'm not a big Chris Benoit person. Like, I've, I don't think Chris Benoit has ever made any of my picks and that's not for the reasons you think, you know, like I can separate um, his work from, you know, what happened. Yeah. But it's, um, it is just such a special moment. Just, and that's why I, I can't look past it. Yeah. Also a very good pick, Stacey. I totally agree with that. Um, also, he, he, you know, he was only the second person to win it from the number one spot um, yes, after Sean yes. in 1995. And he yep. also was in there for over an hour. So he broke, yep. well, I think it was Bob Backlund's record for the longest stint in the Rumble. Um, also, once again, if we don't have him winning the Rumble, we don't have that iconic moment of him and Eddie standing in the middle of the ring holding the belts mm-hmm. at the end of WrestleMania 20. Um, and look, I, I'm just, I, I was just happy at the time that he won. Cause you know, I, I really think, as you said, you can separate what he did from his wrestling career. And I think he's one of the, the mm-hmm. best technical wrestlers to, to step foot in the ring. Um, he, he certainly like, he never was the, really the man, but for this yeah. little period of time, he certainly was at that stage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely that uh, that was the period of WWE where, like we said, they were using uh, they weren't afraid to take a chance on some sort of up and coming guys, even though they've been around for a while, like Benoit and Batista kind of thing. But let's give them the rumble and see what happens, as opposed to yeah, well, yeah. of course you give it to yeah. the big the big name, you know. So and, and that that sort of hung around for a while really because um after benoit and i'm just looking at the list now after benoit you get batista and then after batista you get ray mysterio so yeah um yeah but we know why we got ray yeah that's That's true only one reason like i feel like ray good on him but if eddie hadn't have died ray would not have won the rumble yeah that's true Yeah. yeah Which is but terrible, kind of, but um, it's true. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, it's true. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, no, that, that's, that is, I would never have thought in a million years. <laughs> Me neither. That's why I left it till last. I've that, got no I know. Way. And 
I, I gave you a chance. I'm like, I That's went to go you. second with this pick and I'm like, <laughs> no, I will go third, but Steve well, will 100% take that's it. That's why I went third because I didn't think anyone would have it. <laughs> Stacey just didn't want to leave us hanging. I think that was the, that was ah. the <laughs> Look, I didn't think I would go there either, but I gave it a lot of thought and I stand by my decision. And yeah. I'll, I've said it before and I'll say it again, like guys like Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero walked so guys like Daniel Bryan could run. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Because before then, it was always it would always go to the biggest guy, yeah. Yeah. and this changed everything. Yeah, because then Very you get, true. and you, then they're more willing to take a chance on guys like Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, um, yeah, yeah, AJ Styles, you know, yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. yeah, even someone like Seth Rollins to a degree, you know, like yeah, he's yeah. you know, um, all righty. Well, that does that throw a complete curveball into your list steve or did you have yeah that's it i'm done so, yeah benoit <laughs> yeah, right. i'm done yep. yep so any any um oh before we get to honorable mentions i did want to bring up obviously because there's just a couple of facts about the rumble obviously austin has won the most with three yeah. uh there are a few wrestlers that have won two uh obviously hogan Shawn michaels rock cena uh yeah Tista. Uh, Triple H, uh, Orton, and Edge. So there's quite a few, and Brock now, of course. Yeah. So Mm. it's quite interesting that, um, like the guys that have won more than one are those big names. You know what I mean? Whereas the others, yeah, you know, like Benoit only won it once, Ray only won it once, you know, etc. So which doesn't take it away, but you can tell that that's the different approaches in how they sort of booked it or the storytelling of the time kind of thing where yeah. it's like well yeah well who are we going to give it to mm, give it to Orton again he's a big name all right yeah well, Batista I guess it also back. depends yeah. on what their story storylines are at the time and all that and and look to be yeah. honest sometimes they may not have a storyline in play and they just go oh who's our biggest star yeah let's let's give it to him yeah exactly because he can just carry it to Wrestlemania for us yeah yeah you know? Um, some big names as well that I had a look that surprisingly never won the Royal Rumble. Um, Randy Savage, uh, Kurt Angle. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, Angle. Oh, sh- Angle's shocked, a, hey, a yeah. big shock. Yeah, I would have yeah, thought for yeah. sure, like you would just think, like, oh, yeah. I would have won the Rumble. Won the Rumble yeah. Won the Rumble yeah. But, you know? It legitimately upsets me that people have won it twice and Angle never, never won it. Yeah, and he didn't need to, but it sucks. But yeah. Still, yeah, just a yeah, um, and then of course, not so much as like obvious, you know. But it, to say that like a bit late in the run, I guess. But like Roddy Piper, Andre the Giant, mm-hmm. Ultimate Warrior. Like there was another few that I found that were like, yeah, I oh, guess AJ mm-hmm. AJ Styles isn't one of either, is he? No, no. He's a massive, massive star. So. Yeah, he, he, he's, I'm sure he's, well. I, I guess imagine. he never had to win it because he probably had a, a title come WrestleMania time anyway, so he didn't really have to win it. Yeah. And um, Jericho as well was the oh, other one. Oh, shit. That yeah. I thought. Um, Jericho and Angle, I think, are probably the two. And, and wow. to, to a lesser yeah. degree, Randy Savage. And I only say lesser for Randy Savage because of the time that it, 
the, like the rumble started in 88. So it was kind of like, yeah, you know, it wasn't, um, that's when it was just like, well, like, cause the first two winners, it's like Axel, Jim Duggan and big John Studd. It was just like, eh, it's just a match. Then it became yeah. sort of a bigger deal. So when Uncle um, Terry won it, that's right. Yeah. Uh, back, back to back. Uh, yeah. Is that uh, why it was a big deal? Because Uncle Terry won it, or was yeah, it he, he lifted that match on the, with the twenty-four inch <laughs> Python's brother and made it. A, yeah, uh, I don't know. Whatever. Did he, did he, do you know if he eliminated all the black guys out of the ring? Oh, probably. Just, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Vince, I'll take care of those guys. Yeah, that's, Coco, yeah. come here. Fly, Birdman, right. fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but uh, but yeah, Angle and Jericho, you would think like that's yeah. they're two big omissions to have not ever won. Yeah, especially in that time frame, like we said, when you had people like Rock and and Edge and everyone, like, you know. So, um, who do you think last sort of trivia thing, whatever you want to call it? It's not even trivia. Who who do you think's the worst person to have ever won it? The worst person who ever won it. Yeah, or the worst, like oh, that. Yeah, if you had to. Like obviously, I don't have the list in front of you, but like if you had to sort of roughly I mean, think, like who's you're probably who's the this? worst person, not the worst wrestler. Is cr- like clearly Chris Benoit. Well, the worst, uh, the, the biggest. Oh! The, well, the one I've got is not probably too far away. Um, the the like the one where you're like, ah, that yeah, that sucked. Um, uh, fuck, I thought ah, uh... uh, Del Rio. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's I, a good actually. Yeah, when I look through the list of winners, it's like uh, Charlotte, Drew, Seth, Becky, Shinsei. Because you got Jim Duggan, Big John Star, nah, Roman Ho- Reigns in 2015. Yeah, I, I guess that got a bit worse reaction, but I mean, at least Roman yeah. has sort of become a star. I guess I just I don't yeah, know. they just needed to pull the pull the uh, but yeah, you know, valid they're in that grenade. Valid yeah. pick, and and potentially know. potentially Sheamus as well. But I think yeah, yeah I think Del Rio probably wins. Um, because you look back at the first two and Duggan, like he was a pretty big star back in the eighties. Yeah. So for yeah, him yeah. to win that, they you know Vince had a lot of faith in him. Mm. Um, yeah. No, I think Del Rio or, or Reigns for me in twenty fifteen, purely yeah. because it probably wasn't the right thing or right time for him. Yeah. I can't look past and as ironic given my first pick is Batista's second Rumble win because <laughs> it's one of the most undeserving oh, wins That was shit-ass, wasn't it? Yeah. Absolute shit-ass. Oh, just couldn't think of a worse ending. Yeah, it was just... Yeah, when was no, that? 2014, yeah. So, yeah, it was just like uh, people just didn't want it from the get-go. It's like, no. So. And Vince is like, no, they'll love it. They'll love it. Mm. Yeah. No, no, they don't. They want Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, any any uh, wow. honourable mentions at all can, that you can think uh, of? Probably two thousand when The Rock beat um, was it Big Show? Big Show, yeah. Yeah, that one was pretty cool. Yeah, I almost, um, I and, almost, and there was a lot of that's that's one of a lot of uh, things I was looking at. Consider that as one of the best rumbles of all time. I still don't. Mm. I don't see how for me, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, I almost I had the. Um, oh, sorry. I, I was going to say I almost. No, I almost had the uh, on my list, but I ended up leaning towards Shawn Michaels in the end. But 
I almost had the the Bret Hart Lex Luger um, double, oh, yeah. double winners thing just yeah. because of yep. uh, in a similar way to how like Stacy when you were saying like with Batista and and John Cena like landing at the exact same moment by accident. This is the same thing, but the skill in this that Bret Hart displayed to completely yep. control Lex Luger over that top rope so that they would both land at the same time like that. Yeah. You know, and, and there's been interviews as well. And even Luger has said, like Brett, Brett just said, let just just let me handle it and just took control. And that was the one of those real moments of like, yeah, that's why Bret Hart was one of the best like in-ring performers ever, because of yeah. like he could, you know, he could he could guide a big sack of meat like Lex Luger like, over, the, <laughs> over the over the top rope to land at the exact moment when he wanted him to and that sort of thing. So yeah. And and being yeah. a small, much smaller person than Lex Luger as well to be able to, you know, to, to pull that yeah. off. So I, I sort of had that as my like, that almost made my my list. Yeah, that's a yeah. good pick too. Yeah. I uh for my last pick it was actually between Benoit and uh Austin in 97. Um but I feel like, yeah, just Benoit made the pick for me because it was more of a significant moment, you know, whereas Austin had that's like the one he where went he on to win another rumble and that's yeah. the one that's the one where he got eliminated, wasn't it? And then he came, but he snuck back in. Yeah, I think yeah, it he was like eliminated Yeah, it's like the famous one where he's checking his watch. That's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then he got he got eliminated, but then the refs didn't see it, and he snuck back in and then eliminated. That's right. Undertaker yeah. and and everyone else, and then that sort of kicked off Bret Hart, sort of. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, the start of that and led it, to that. Like, that's right. That led to the double turn kind of thing. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that that's a good pick too, Stace, because it led, like you said, mm. your picks were sort of based on like build up and aftermath kind of thing, and that's that's a perfect yeah. example of that. So yeah, yeah, I think that's what the Rumble's all about too. You know, it, it's the okay. stepping stone to WrestleMania. Forget mm. the the Elimination Chamber and all that shit that they do in between it these days. Yeah. Remember, they they even had the road. Was it the roadblock to WrestleMania, the network mm. specials? Like, yeah, but yeah. the Royal Rumble's always been the stepping stone to WrestleMania, and I think that was one of the one of the reasons why it was one of the most popular um, pay per views as well. Yeah, yeah. I will also say I was incredibly satisfied by um, Bianca Belair winning the Rumble. Yeah, that was that cool. Was that was such cool. a good moment. I wanted Rhea to win, but I was I was not unhappy with uh, Bianca winning. I thought that was pretty. It was sort of like a John Cena Batista thing. Like they were both like perfect to win it, and I would have been happy with either one. Um, But yeah, it was perfect moment for Bianca, and Rhea still ended up getting her moment anyway. So yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Well, one day the Miz will win it, and then that will just yeah. yeah. I don't think he's ever going to, mate. I'm sorry. You're just going to have to lose no. Uncle Terry winning it twice. I don't uh, think the Miz is going to get a rumble. I'll have to add the Miz to my list of should have won it. Should have won the rumble. <laughs> and Maurice at the same time. Now there's a ladies rumble. Why not? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Well, he doesn't need to win the rumble because he's got Maurice. So. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, already won the lottery. Oh, you won the rumble? <laughs> Whatever. 
Here, here's Maurice. Go home to my <laughs> French Canadian wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so well, that's our picks for fa- favorite, I guess, favorite slash best, whatever you want to call it, Royal Rumble winners. Uh, Stacy went with Batista in 2005. Steve and I both couldn't go past uh, the Ric Flair in 92. Woo! Yeah, in, 90, in 92. Uh, Stacy took the the only female on our list with uh, Becky Lynch and the well deserved, but classic mm-hmm. rise of, yeah. of Becky Lynch in 2019. Yeah. Uh, Steve, you went with HBK in 96, uh, which led to him, you know, winning the title at Mania. And I went HBK in 95 the year before, where he started at one and ended at one. Um, I also went with Triple H in 2002 with the big comeback after the quad tear. And funnily enough, the rest of you went for Chris Benoit in, <laughs> in 2004, the ultimate. And, and, it, what, and it wasn't my pick first. Stacey beat me to it. That's right. Episode yeah. 29, where Stacey turns heel. Mark it on yeah. the... Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll go back to not picking Chris Benoit for anything moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I haven't picked him for a while the last few episodes. Um, That's so true. So I might have, to, might have to try and fit him in somewhere. There you go. But uh, but yeah, if you're wondering if you well see what you think of our picks, but if you've got uh, any that you think we missed or that we you know if, if Del Rio was your favourite ever, like you know who then knows, don't contact us at all. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. go away. But if you think you know if, if you're as shocked as we are that Chris Jericho didn't win one or or uh, Kurt Angle or, or, or whoever, uh, let us know on Twitter. You can follow the show at Aussie Top Three, uh, and of course I'm at. Greg T13, Steve is at Stinger57, and Stacey is at Little Sherby. But all roads lead to at the Steel Cage. Uh, so check that out. And of course, there's lots of other shows happening on the network still these days. So check them out. But until then, this is the end of episode 29 of Aussie Top 3. And until next time, we'll see you next time. <laughs>